0: Well, hello everybody! Thank you for tuning in to Film Festival Radio Show here, and this is our podcast edition. And for those of you who maybe you're new listeners, you can also catch the show we air on a local Las Vegas radio station. Actual brick-and-mortar building, is KSHP 1400 Talk Radio, and you can catch us every Saturday from 12 noon to 1 p.m. Pacific time. The uh, radio station streams nationally, so if you just go to their website, kshp.com, you'll see in red uh, letters there, listen live, and you can catch us live. But now you're catching us on our podcast edition, so at any rate, Either way it goes. Thank you, as always, for listening. So that brings me to our first guest. We have a young lady who is a New York Times best-selling author. Yeah, her name is Mackenzie Lee. And if you are already a fan of her novels and her writing, well, then you are probably very excited because you already know that she has a brand new book out. It's titled Gomorrah and Nebula. Sisters in Arms. I love the tagline. The tagline for the book is, come for the action, stay for the depth. I think I'll use that for a while there. But this book is uh, the second book in a hit series uh, featuring uh, these kind of anti-heroes from the Marvel Universe collection of characters there. So before we bring on Mackenzie, let me just give you a little bit. Just a tiny bit synopsis about the book. Hopefully, you've already purchased it, if you are a fan of Mackenzie's. Okay, for this book, Gamora and Nebula, Sisters in Arms, Gamora, Gamora arrives on the once upon a time lush planet called Torn Dune, and it has now been just ransacked, strip mined, for its power source uh, that's lying beneath its surface, and there is a mission. The mission is to collect the heart of the planet. Now, Gamora does not know who sent her to Torn Dune, why they want this power source, or even what the heart of the planet looks like. this, this kind of, she's kind of in the dark about all of these questions. But as the right hand and daughter of make sure I'm pronouncing it right, Thanos, T-H-A-N-O-S, Thanos, Thanos. somebody tell me it's Thanos, uh, she's Thanos' daughter, and also one of the galaxy's most legendary warriors, Thanos is. Her job, Gamora's job, is not to ask all of these questions, her job is to do her assignment, and she is to do whatever she's told, no matter what the costs are. That's a pretty heavy-duty assignment there. But, uh hey, it all makes for great reading, hopefully a great movie. Or is that coming soon? Is it going to be a series, a television project? We don't know. But you know what? We're going to ask Mackenzie when she comes on board here. Let me tell a little, just a tiny bit about Mackenzie. Um, last year she was named one of Forbes magazine's uh top people. She made Forbes 30 Under 30, and that was for her work in writing and uh, fiction writing, bringing minority stories to historical fiction, a big job. And when she's not writing, she works as an independent bookseller, and she says she drinks way too much Diet Coke, and she enjoys taking a nap with her beloved St. Bernard dog, Queenie. Well, you know what? Somebody who loves their dog and loves drinking Diet Coke and they're a talented author, I think they are more than all right. And I cannot wait to chat with Mackenzie Lee to find out more about her latest new book, Gamora and Nebula, Sisters in Arms. So let's bring on Mackenzie right now to find and dig more into her latest book. Mackenzie, you're now on with Janice. Hi, Mackenzie. So nice to chat with you this afternoon. And You too. Yeah, well, you have a lot going on. Of course, you have a brand-new book, Gamora and Nebula, Sisters in Arms. If you're going to be sisters, why not be sisters in arms, I think. <laughs> I love this tagline, come for the action, stay for the depth. Oh, that's a good uh, hint as what we're going to uh, read about when we open things up here with your new book. Um, so yes, you got these two sisters, and they are in, you know, with this this planet thing going on. So tell us, just give us your summation and synopsis of what's going on with your current release.
2: Sure. So most Marvel fans are going to know Gamora and Nebula from their, their sort of most popular incarnation in the Guardians of the Galaxy film in Avengers uh, Infinity War and Endgame where they appear as uh, the daughters of the mad titan Thanos who ends up wiping out half of humanity. And at that point in the film, they sort of have recognized that their childhood has been has been shaped by abuse and, and manipulation from Thanos and they're they're working to sort of become their own independent people without their father's influence so the book is set a little bit earlier than that in their timeline i wanted to go back and take sort of what is that moment where they start to recognize that that they've been manipulated and they've been used by this person that they trusted and mm-hmm. they considered a father figure um, so in the book uh, i set on this uh, planet that's sort of loosely inspired by the american west it's a little bit of a space western um, Gamora has come to this planet Under a mysterious assignment From an unknown benefactor With only the instruction To steal the heart of the planet um, And what she doesn't know Is that Nebula is hot on her tail um, And wants to get there first And get this done first uh, In order to prove herself to Thanos As more than just his
0: sort of Third round draft pick
2: um, So that's a little bit about the book And sort of where it fits in The wider the wider world of Marvel
0: If it were left up to you And you had your choice who would you personally? Would you want to be Gamora or Nebula?
2: Oh, well, neither of them because, gosh, they've had a rough go of it. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, there's not there's not too many there's not too many characters in this book who's who I would want to who I would want to swap places with. Maybe maybe the Grandmaster only only because he's he's an dandy and that sounds
0: like kind of a fun life okay okay that's kind of fair but there's some tough tough little cookies there uh these characters very tough so okay as far as the sisterhood bond with these two is, is there a particular i wouldn't say message this is kind of cliche but is there any particular anything that you would like for their bond their sisterhood bond to say to readers
2: sister relationship, in particular, is is uh, meant to meant to explore uh, the the prejudices and the rivalries and the hatred that is sort of passed down to us, and encouraging readers to form their own opinions about people and form their own opinions about about themselves even and figure out who they are independent of external forces and know that there is no sort of set course or set person for who you have to be um, or how you have to feel about other people and that's like Gamora and Nebula are sort of realizing over the course of the book is that this rivalry they think uh, they have is really an artifice that has been put in place in order to keep them from realizing that they're stronger together
0: What is it like or are, are there any challenges with being a female writer in the Marvel world, the Marvel universe world of, of entertainment for you?
2: Enter every room feeling kind of like I have to prove myself as a woman. Um, not so much to the the other the other people at Marvel, but but especially to the fans, and especially to a lot of the the fans who've been here for a long time who know or who think of the the world of Marvel and the world of comics as a whole as being very masculine and male dominated, and who sort of think that the presence of women at all is is lip service to. Social justice, or or is sort of t- there. they sort of just to be, just to appease appease modern ideas about equality, um, which is is frustrating. And it can be frustrating to enter into situations feeling like uh, like I'm at a disadvantage from the start. But I do think it's changing, and I do think there are so many incredible women working in Marvel right now and working in the sci-fi and comic space that I'm hopefully soon we're not going to be talking about women in sci-fi, we're just going to be talking about sci-fi creators.
0: Do you uh, or has there been talk, do you foresee your current book maybe turning into its own uh, E-game, video game series or its own movie by itself within, you know, the current book?
2: I don't think so. I think the book will, will remain a book. It's, I think with a lot of a lot of people always ask about, like, oh, do you want an adaptation of your work? Do you, do you hope it gets made into a movie? And the answer is just, like, it's its enough to be a book. It's enough to exist in this form and and uh, the, enough for this story to exist as it does right now. And so I would i would be happy if this is the only version of it that exists.
0: And finally, well, I have a whole four minutes left here, you were uh, a part of – the twenty twenty by Forbes is thirty under thirty uh, list of very successful people last year. What does that honor mean to you?
2: Oh, my gosh! it was uh overwhelming and intimidating and um <laughs> it was it was really exciting for about five minutes and then I went and looked at the list of everyone else who was on it and I was like, "Oh my gosh, what am I doing here? All of these people are doing like real influential work in the world, and I'm just writing silly space stories um, but it was it was so incredible it was not something I ever expected and it really was because I, I had talked to Forbes and, and mentioned a lot in my I interviewed with them for it and I talked a lot about the work I've done in historical fiction and nonfiction and about uh, amplifying sort of forgotten stories in history and especially diverse stories in history and um the the stories of the stories of women, of queer people, of people of color and doing what I can as a as a content creator and as a writer to to list up those stories Um, and so really it was just a nice sort of affirmation to keep doing what I'm doing and and a good reminder that that these people want these stories and we we need to think of history as a more inclusive and, and complete picture and yeah it was it was really cool I'm still I'm still I still think they sent the email to the wrong person but I have been told it was correctly sent to me.
0: Oh no, it's definitely the right person because you are more than deserving. You've been on the New York Times best-selling list several times, and you just—the accolades speak for themselves. So, I belated—I'm saying a belated congratulations on that. So, I just uh, thank you for doing what you do. I wish I—if I can just squeeze one more question. I got two more minutes. What was the very, very first sci-fi character that just swept you off your feet? that you just loved?
2: Princess Leia. Oh, unquestionably. I saw Star Wars for the first time when I was probably about five or six years old, and I remember watching it at a friend's house and immediately going home and trying to find something in my my limited five-year-old wardrobe slash dress-up box that looked like Leia's outfit because I was so enamored with her. She was the first time I had seen a woman, I think in a film, really, who was... Was was tough and stood up for herself and was a was a leader. There's that moment in New Hope where she's sort of standing with all the pilots around her as she's explaining the the strategy to them. And I was so taken by Princess Leia from from the first moment I saw her, um, and she's kind of been a, a touchstone for me in every female character I've ever written. I think.
0: Wow. Well, that's that's so good to hear. That's very good to hear. So, oh uh, yeah, I never would have thought Princess Leia, but I was wrong. But, again, thank you, Mackenzie, so much for all the books you've done. And your current one, again, is Gamora and Nebula, Sisters in Arms. And, um, you know, we'll just look forward to the next chapter of your next book. So thank you for joining me this morning.
2: Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Okay,
0: take care. Bye-bye.
2: 한글자막 <목소리도>
0: Our next guest here uh, for Film Festival Radio Show with me, Janice Malone. Hello. Hi. Glad you're listening as always. Uh, Amazon Prime Video, and so many millions of us are Amazon Prime Video customers there. Uh, they have a new inspirational boxing film the title of it is Tufan T O O F A A N and Tufan tells the story of a reformed this reformed guy and he's trying to restart his life um, and he's seeking to make a name for himself in the sport of boxing now boxing is some of you know I am not exactly boxing is just Oh, it's so gutsy and hard, and it's it's just, it's boxing. But anyway, this movie uh, just kind of takes you, you viewers, us viewers, um, on a journey of this this guy's fall and his rise and fall again. He falls down, he gets up, uh, literally, as he does all of this through the streets of Mumbai, India. And it's a very inspiring story. And, of course, uh, the talent and the backdrop and everything is just impeccable. And so one of the stars of this film, Tufan, is my guest, Farhan Akhtar. And he is not only a very talented actor, he's also uh, acclaimed in the world of music. Yes, all, from all over the world, actually. He's a director, a uh, recording artist, and just an internationally acclaimed actor. But in addition to his creative talents, Farhan has become the first male goodwill ambassador for the United Nations Women in South Asia. And that puts him on a very acclaimed list of celebrities. That includes Emma Watson, Nicole Kidman, and just many other high-profile actors and actresses who uh, have that type of celebrity recognition. So now, uh, Farhan is on that list of the first male goodwill ambassador for the UN Women in South Asia. Plus, he is also, which is something I'm going to get more into talking with him about, uh, he is the founder uh, of MARD, M-A-R-D, the MARD Initiative, which stands for Men Against Rape and Discrimination. And again, that is also an international organization. So uh, without any further delay, let's bring Farhan Akhtar on right now so he can tell us more about his work in the new Amazon Prime Video, Tufan. So let's take a listen right now. Okay, we are here. Uh, we are talking with very distinguished actor and uh, music idol mogul uh, producer Faran Akhtar. Good afternoon, and thank you for being my guest.
1: Oh, thank you, Dennis. Pleasure
0: talking to you. Well, let's just jump right in here. I know we have a limited time, but you are the star of Tufan, um, a very inspirational boxing film that is, uh, knows it is currently on uh, Amazon Prime Video. Is that correct? Uh, it
1: will be on Amazon Prime Video on the 16th of July.
0: Of 16th of July. Okay. This yeah. is such an inspiring story. Uh, tell us about your character and also... Two questions here tell us about your character and also did you previously have an interest in the world of in the sports of boxing
1: um absolutely i have been uh, uh, quite an aficionado when it comes to boxing um and from watching the like the all that great fights of of like the the ali Frazier years uh, form has you know, to, to Mike Dyson's fights and then just on, on on from there, Manny Pacquiao, Triple G. Um, so I have been very, very interested in the world of boxing. I never, for the longest time, imagined that I'd be in a film that would have boxing as a backdrop, but um, life had other plans, I guess.
0: Most definitely so. Um, so how did you prepare uh, to play this character? Did you, you know, super... Double up on indulging, binge watching, watching films, or, or how was that?
1: Um, no, I mean in terms of preparing for this character, I mean there was um, firstly I understand the characters from um, uh, uh, an area in Mumbai, in the city that I live in, uh, which um, uh, is 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 pretty known for like a lot of tough guys to come out of, you know. Um, so he's he's someone who's there. he's like a muscle man, uh, somebody who's uh, Works for the local uh, kind of dawn of that area and goes around collecting money for them and doing odd jobs like that. Um, and um, it really it takes an encounter with uh, with the character played by Munal in the film um, for him to understand and to to really realize that there is a lot more to life and there's a lot more to him than just this kind of bubble that he is uh, operating within. And uh, somehow through boxing, he aspires to to make a better life for himself. Um, so it really was focusing on on the character per se. Um, and of course, I mean, uh, like you said, like the great champion boxers of of, uh, of our of time and of times gone, you know, they they have they do serve as inspiration, but but not for this character truly. I mean, that's that's just for my love for boxing and and for me to be able to just go in. To the gym every single day, preparing for this role. Uh, eight months were were spent in in uh, preparing to be a boxer, learning how to box, um, and five five and a half hours a day, uh, six days a week. And that motivation, I think, comes from from knowing what it is it takes to to be the champion. I think that's that's where that inspiration comes.
0: That is a lot of preparation. Oh my goodness, that's amazing. Your work, workout routine, your fitness routine, was it, you know, even half of that type of regimen or what?
1: Um, like I said, I mean, we were training for, we trained roughly about five hours a day. So there'd be three hours in the morning that would be purely uh, boxing-oriented, uh, um, and then two hours in the evening, which was training in a, in a gym. Um, and this was this happened for six days a week, um, eight months straight, Leading up till shoot, so uh, it was pretty intense. But that was uh, that that was what was the requirement for this part. And uh, you know, when you feel motivated by by what's written for you on the page and what the story is trying to say and what the story is trying to do, um, you just there's there's a certain energy that that you find in, in being able to go through these processes.
0: Well, I have a couple of last questions here uh would this film um too it, would it kind of sort of be like a rocky uh, for this generation in, in a way or what
1: um and, you know i i it's it's uh, i don't like comparing films um like this um i mean rocky is an incredible movie um and i mean it's it's one of those films that when when i watched as a kid um i wanted to to start boxing immediately, you know, it, it had that kind of effect. Um, how this film will motivate people or how it will inspire people or how it will touch uh, people or move people, um, that, I, I truly imagine that the film will do by itself, you know, um, I, I I hope, or my hopes for the film, you know, really are that people um, uh, uh, understand the the... The message in the film, they understand the subtext of the film. Uh, to me, that is important. Um, and uh, yeah, that's all I can hope for. I mean, anything else that comes, you know. I mean, and sport is the thing. I mean, when especially as kids, when you want sport, sport films, you you get very inspired and motivated to go out and do do the same thing. So that that may be one uh, fallout of this, but um, um, we'll see. We'll see on the 16th of July what happens.
0: And finally, in addition to being uh, an internationally acclaimed actor, director, music artist, you are now the first male goodwill ambassador for the United Nations Women in South Asia. What a prestigious list of other celebrities that, uh, that are on that list with you. Um, so tell me, what, what is that like for you? What that honor? It's such a beautiful honor. Um, so what is that like for you?
1: Oh, it, it it absolutely is. I mean, uh, UN Women uh, internationally and UN Women India, they they do some incredible work. Um, and um, there was a foundation that I had uh, had started in the year two thousand thirteen, uh, which was called MARD, uh, M A R D, which uh, was uh, uh, an acronym for Men Against Rape and Discrimination. Um, and uh, I really um, wanted to go out and and connect or went out and connected with um, focusing more on young men and on boys and uh, kind of educating them or communicating and and chatting with them about, about their, their concept and their ideas of, of masculinity, of machismo, you know, and, and how, um, um, when we just, we're fed so many images, especially in pop culture, you know, where, um, uh, the the information that we use or the instincts that we we kind of uh, create within ourselves to decide that we are men are, are more often than not based on qualities which are aggressive you know which are um, uh, the the man is the go getter the man never cries the man achieves what he sets out to do it's always this this kind of very like front footed uh, stuff and to speak to them and, and get them to understand that it's, their, that the tender side of masculinity is equally as important. The empathetic side is equally as important. The wonder, vulnerable side is equally as important. You know, um, so that's really how this this, uh, this had started and uh, I was very grateful that the UN Women at uh, UN Women India recognized uh, the work that I've been doing and, and got me on board as one of their goodwill ambassadors.
0: That's wonderful. I just Belatedly, say congratulations on having this oh, Thank you so much. Honor. Thank you. Um, and then, very quickly, I'll totally wrap this up. Can you uh, tell us is there going to be? Uh, I know it's limited, but any type of uh, premiere celebration in Mumbai for the uh, the release of Tufan or what? Uh,
1: no, I don't. I don't think that's possible given the the COVID restrictions that we still have here. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not possible because theaters here are, are still shut. Um, so I don't think any of that would be possible, but we, we will have a, a, a great celebration on the 16th of July, with, at least with, with, the, with the cast and, and the crew, whoever's available to, to be able to meet up with. That we will do, and, and I do hope that people, wherever they are <coughs> watching this film in their homes, will, will watch the film and uh, hopefully celebrate the effort.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you so very much, Farhan, for joining oh, me you. and sharing uh, some insight in the making of this. Uh, sounds like a wonderful film, a very inspiring film. And hopefully I look forward to seeing you in person eventually and talking to you about your next project. Love to have you back. Oh, thank
1: you so much. so much. Oh, sorry, Janice, if I may also say, you know, um, mm-hmm. just, just so that your, your listeners are aware, uh, that this film is also uh, has also been dubbed into English language.
0: Oh, great! Okay.
1: Yeah, so um, it, it's going to be available for an audience through Amazon, uh, who can also now watch it um, if if they aren't interested in watching it in in the Hindi language with reading the English subtitles. It's also available with the, with uh, in an English language dub.
0: Okay, that will be me. I will definitely be watching in English. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's me. I've seen the the uh, preview clip and it's just very fascinating film. I love inspiring oh, Thank you films.
1: so much. I love it. Yes, absolutely.
0: Okay, well, thank you again, and uh, we will look thank forward you. to seeing everything on July 16th.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: Film Festival Radio with Janet Malone will be
0: right back after this.
1: It's acting up. News about auditions and tryouts that could make you a star.
0: Okay, we are back as promised. I don't break my promises to you. So it is time for auditions. Yes, we have three of them. So let's man our pencils and papers or or maybe you have a um iPad or your phone, your Android, or your cell you know, your favorite cell phone that you can just jot down things. You you may have it going on like that. But either way it goes, let's hear what's on the auditions board here. Starting with audition number one. Producers are currently seeking people who are in an online Romance or flirtationship now that's a new word for me i okay maybe i'm just a little bit behind flirtationship, okay, whatever, so if you are in a current online romance within the United States and you've never met the person but you would like to meet that person and participate in this new docu-series reality show so again if you are in an online relationship here in america and you've never met the person but you'd like to meet that person and participate in this uh new docu-series reality show that the producers are putting together this is who they are looking for nationwide so this is what they need for you to do you need to submit your full name Uh, Your telephone number, your city and state that you live in, and also the city and state of where your romantic person that you're involved with lives in. And also you need to send one or two recent pictures of yourself and your romantic interest person. And then just write a little small, just a little bit, a little bit, not too much, a little bit of information about the relationship. Just a little bit. How did you meet? How long you've been, you know, involved with each other? Uh, little things like that. But don't don't go into just too much. Again, when we do these auditions, when they we when announce these auditions, they usually don't. When you try out for it, not a long lot of stuff because they they get thousands of entries. Uh, but that doesn't mean that you may not get selected. So again, submit your full. Name, telephone number, city and state for yourself and your romantic interest, and one or two recent uh, photos of yourself and your romantic interest, and a brief, short, you know, capture their attention, a little something-something little about your relationship. And you need to send that to, by email, send it to HolderCasting at gmail.com. That's Holder, H-O-L-D-E-R, casting at gmail.com. And they are really casting for this. And so you need to send this by July 30th of this month, July 30th. So you've got some time here. This is, what are we, the 10th? So you've got about, what, 20 days. So you've got some time. So good luck. You might get cast on this new reality television show, and you will get to meet the person that you are in love with, that you are communicating with online. Okay. Audition number two, Marvel Studios. Yes, that Marvel Studios, the one and only. They are looking for super fans of Marvel's superpower women. Yes! So if you are a Marvel super fan and you would love the opportunity to participate in this once-in-a-lifetime television opportunity, girl, you better listen up. Whether it's from Black Widow to Gamora to... Captain Marvel, this is you if you are a super fan. They are taking uh, super fans on this really kind of a nostalgic and powerful journey to celebrate what some of these characters represent while revealing how they have forever changed the world. Yeah, it gets kind of a little little teary-eyed there. But anyway it goes, if you are a super fan of Marvel's superpower women, you need to go to this website, www.superfancasting.com. That's it. Go to the website and all of the details, the application, the everything that you need to do to submit. You might get in and you might get this once in a lifetime opportunity to not only show your loyalty to being a super fan, but You can have a lot of fun there. But, again, all of the details are right there, Um, superfancasting.com. And, again, they are looking for people nationwide. Got it? Okay, in our final audition, here is a great opportunity for people who want to find unknown family members or solve family mysteries. Yes, and doing so, doing so, by doing so, uh, discovering things about yourself and your family through DNA. Yes, they're going to, that's a different twist. Um, this is also a reality television show that they are going to put together, they are putting it together nationwide. And it is from the producers who did the hit shows, Who Do You Think You Are and uh, Long Lost Family. So let me give you some scenarios here uh are you longing to identify who your father or your or your mother is or or maybe discover some type some uh, unknown siblings and other relatives that you've heard about but you haven't been able to find them or could your DNA could a DNA test help to dispel doubts or rumors about your family these are just a few just three scenarios that's what they're looking for if you think that Your DNA can help solve some family mysteries or family, you know, like, "Eh, I wonder about the cousin, it theory, do you really my cousin? These types of mysteries about your family, this is the show that you might need to try out for. So if a DNA test could possibly change your life, you need to listen up and this, um, This show is casting immediately. Yes. You need to email your name, your first and last name, your age, a contact telephone number, the city and state where you live, and include, again, a brief paragraph about what the situation is, why you are interested in discovering your family, members, or what the family secret, what this DNA test could possibly do to unravel the mystery that is kind of, uh, you know, in your family that you want to resolve. So, you know, just a short paragraph of, of what the situation is. And also, again, send recent photographs, at least two jpeg format of yourself and again this just like the previous uh, auditions they are casting this immediately and they have a big exclamation point behind casting immediately. So as soon as possible, send in that information, your first and last name, your age, your contact phone number, city and state where you live, and a brief paragraph about why you are interested in being a part, possibly, of this new television show and how doing a DNA test could really help you solve whatever the situation is about your family, and at least one to two recent JPEG format photographs of yourself. Send it ASAP. Send it to this email address, Hillary H-I-L-L-A-R-Y dot smotherman at shed prod dot com and I'll spell all that out to you because some people spell Hillary with one L, some with two. In this case it's two. Uh, email address again, Hillary H-I-L-L-A-R-Y dot smotherman S-M-O-T-H-E-R-M-A-N, smotherman at shed, S-H-E-D, as in dog, P-R-O-D dot com. Hillary dot smotherman, smother, I can't get it right. Hillary dot smotherman at shedprod dot com. And hurry, get those pieces of information into them as soon as possible because they are not playing around. They are casting people as SAP, ASAP. I love ASAP. So, okay. As always, if you need us to uh, help you out with that, our email address is info at filmfestivalradio.com and we'll be more than happy to forward you all of these email addresses that you need to do to submit to possibly uh, audition for these auditions. Okay. We're going to take another break and we'll be back with our Show right after this quick break. Okay, I really hope that you take advantage of those auditions and, uh, yeah, send in the information that they're asking and requiring, and you never know. You might get selected, you might get your own reality show or be a part of a reality show, and then I will get to interview you on Film Festival Radio. Now, how about that? And, you know, nowadays, it doesn't mean or doesn't matter if you're not in L.A. or New York or Atlanta, some of those key cities like that. You can be anywhere, anywhere USA. And the way these auditions are now set up is I just, you know, was reading to you. uh, You can do them by Zoom or by your cell phone, you know, just make a selfie and video and your photos and email it in and you It happens all the time. I have a very good friend who's a stand-up comedian, and she's a television actress, and uh, she does a lot of her her auditions by way of Zoom nowadays, and that was actually before the pandemic uh, started. Before last year, there were times when she would be traveling a lot, and her agent would say, hey, you look, you need to do this Zoom audition. That's been, I mean, she's been doing it, as far as I know, about three, four years now. So, yeah, it's a new way. It's a new way, and you don't have to necessarily be in L.A., or New York, or Atlanta, or Miami, or any of those key cities. Okay, that's going to do it for this edition of Film Festival Radio Show. Thank you to both of my guests for being with us. And, of course, always thank you guys for listening. Just love your support of the show. And guess what? We're going to do it again on our next show, so make sure you tune in to the next edition of Film Festival Radio Show. Make it a really cool, great day. See you next time. Bye-bye.